Hi guys, it's Vibrant Vernacular. We are back with another episode. Um, we are recording today on what is this holiday? I guess Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Yeah. Happy Memorial Day. Um, this is Azalea and Pashas. Good morning, everybody. Hey guys. Um, Shawan is still with us. I don't want you guys to think kicked her to the curb. She's just pretty busy, has other obligations. So we are just holding the fort down. So, again, we always start with the attitude of gratitude. So, Ms. Pashas, what's going on? What you thankful for? I'm thankful for rest and relaxation. Just, I feel like when you're silent, things change. Like, in a sense that you start to be mindful of, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, working on just being more observant. Mm-hmm. And and listening more and saying less. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Because I feel like I'm always busy in my head, whether I'm talking or just busy in my head, that mm-hmm. I don't take the time to be silent and kind of observant of things. Um, I don't know. I think that's what it is. Like, just trying to learn to capitalize on the silence in order to be led in the right direction. Awesome. Um, I guess I would agree with both um, that as well. I've been trying to like cultivate peace, mm-hmm. which is funny because you know how we talk like episodes ago about like just your space. If your space is not peaceful, then you can't be like it's too chaotic. So, exactly. That's pretty much what I'm trying to do. Just revamp my space. The more I think I unclutter, I'll be able to unclutter my thoughts and then it'll just be like peaceful. Agreed. And I feel like it also lends to like that cleanliness is, uh, what is it? Cleanliness is godliness or something similar Mm -hmm. to that. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I feel that way because if I have a decluttered space, then I feel like my mind is naturally decluttered. So when I'm cleaning, it just kind of makes you feel like you're not only just cleaning the physical space, but you're cleaning the mental space. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I would have to agree with that so completely. Just focusing on that, trying to throw out tangible things and intangible things. So I'm just thankful that I recognize that mm-hmm. um, and I'm able to do that. So today we are going to not get too deep, but just talk about trauma responses, guys. So the reason I brought this up is because I feel like Whenever something good happens to me or things are going, you know, kind of like how you've manifested or spoken to existence or even thought into existence, sometimes you feel like it's too good to be true. So, you know, you're capable of getting it there, but why once you get there, it's like, yeah, this, this ain't me. I don't deserve this. Or I know something's wrong. Like, why do we do that? It's like, we're not trusting what we say we are practicing if that makes sense mm-hmm. I, I feel like um I used to uh the the George Lopez show is that mm-hmm. what it was called so he had an episode up there called the evil eye right so his mm-hmm. mom I think I can't remember fully the episode but I do remember the evil eye because I related so much to that episode because of that so up there he was like are you never like proud of me and all this other stuff and she was saying how her fear of expressing that is due to her fear of the evil eye because it feels like every time she speaks highly or has those moments like you're saying of pure joy or just 
oh, everything is falling in line. Mm-hmm. You always assume that some force out there is there to ruin that moment. Yes. For exactly. some reason. And then like sometimes I try to catch myself because if other people are involved, I don't want to be negative Nancy or like pushing these other people away. So I'm like, uh, and then I also feel like it's contradictory to like what I try to talk and like practice. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. my mother is good for calling me out on that. He was like, what are you scared for? He was like, these are blessings. He's like, so why are you like, what is there to doubt? He's mm-hmm. like, this person, this situation hasn't shown you, you know, anything to be hesitant about. So what's the problem? Like, why are you not trusting it? He's like, what's meant to be is meant to be. And like, what's not is it's not. And I'm just like, oh. I think I it's know. history. I think that's exactly. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. you can go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say like, I think, okay. So like they said, one bad apple can spoil a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. So like me and Sean have had a sidebar conversation about little stuff like daddyless daughters and, you know, just how you grow up, you know, like growing up in the projects and growing up in those types of situations, you saw a lot more of the negative and like the old saying, one bad apple can spoil a bunch. So mm-hmm. like when you go through a situation, like for instance, my mom passed when she passed she left some life insurance money for the family so Mm -hmm. I was like you know what I'm done with these call centers I'm going to start my own business right Mm -hmm. so as part of starting my own business we started a janitorial company my sister myself and my husband so we started a Janet King business now in our minds all we thought about was financial freedom financial freedom financial Mm -hmm. freedom right so we ended up getting a horrible contract right it was horrible so we ended up not making a lot of money I had saved so much money and I hate that this is a long story but I had saved so much money in my children's account but I had to start using it for payroll Uh right so it was kind of like up I don't want to do this anymore because look I'm trying to better myself and look what happened but not looking at it in a different perspective, like, dang, you're the first person in your family to own a business and da 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 All I saw was my kids' accounts got depleted for payroll for a business, me trying to jump out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, and then that follows you. So the it next does. time you think about starting a business, it's not that you're not hopeful that it's going to work, but you know what happened in the past. Not saying that it's going to repeat itself, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I feel like that builds trauma, too. It's just your your mental. Your mental is very strong in, like, whatever you do. So, like you said, even though that's something you're always going to think about, like, yep. consciously or subconsciously. And I think that's, like you said, just history, experience. That's why it always triggers that um, emotion. But I guess the funny thing, just playing devil's advocate, like, why when bad things happen, we don't think that? Like, that's just, well, at least I don't. I don't think, like, when something bad happens, I'm like, man, why did this happen? You know, da 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 It's more so, oh, it's part of life. You know, it is what it is. This is something else I'll bounce back on. 
it's just crazy, I guess. Like, I just got to thinking about it. And I'm just like, I always, you know, I'm trying to focus on speaking so much positive and like really watching words and making stuff come to what's the word fruition or tuition? Mm-hmm. Fruition. fruition. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'm like, when bad stuff happens or like something isn't, you know, going my way, I'm quick to be like, okay, that's what I expected. But no, you didn't. Like, you've been doing all this work not to expect this. Like, why? why do I settle for that? But like you said, part of it's experience, but I just, I, I thought it was curious because I really started paying attention to that. Like negative, we're just so inclined to be like, yep, this is how the cookie always crumbles. It's when crazy. It is. Like you said, it is. I've read, <clears throat> I was reading a book and I cannot remember which book it was. I don't know if it was the Law of Divine Compensation or another one, but, or a Deepak Chopra book, but that's exactly like you feel like that's the norm mm-hmm. when it comes to the negative, but the positive is always like luck or chance or, oh my God, I'm truly blessed. Even though you're already blessed, you know exactly. what I'm saying? But when it comes to that negative, like you said, it feels like it's commonplace. Like this is how it normally is versus us looking at it with that positive outlook and it works out that way. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is how it's supposed to be. We don't think that. We think that's a stroke of luck or somebody, God's favor is on us or exactly. the universe opened up for us this day versus it being every single time, every single blessing is the normal situation. Exactly. And that's crazy. Like you said, that is really like interesting, but I feel like it's just a common place. Like and like I said, one bad apple, when you have a negative experience, it seems like it takes you down a lot, exactly. a lot more notches than a positive one. Like, I don't know. Just like you're always waiting for the door to slam shut on you in some exactly. type of way. I agree. It's just and like I wonder the if positive you bring stuff. that up. Yeah, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, I was going to probably say what you were going to say. So go ahead. <laughs> now, I'm just like with the positive stuff, positive stuff, it's like, okay, let me just jump into this, be fearless and, you know, enjoy it. But it's always still like that subconscious. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get this, you know, chip off my soldier shoulder and want to just go full throttle, you know, like with the feeling. Experience that emotion. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because I think too often we don't experience joy. Like if I'm honest, joy I don't know when's the last time I felt that and not even to be funny even having my son it wasn't like for me like mad joy I probably felt joy since I was like and this is sad probably like a little girl agree been happy like along the way but like pure joy where I'm like okay I'm living in like a carefree space like everything you know it doesn't have to be perfect but everything's Mm -hmm. going decent there's a little you know, little hiccups here and there that I can tolerate that type of joy. Nah, still uh, working on that. Not to say that it won't happen, but just, I don't know. So like when something semi-joyful comes along, I think that's the hesitation. Yep. Like, you're not familiar with that emotion. Yep. Exactly. So it becomes like, this ain't right. Like, oh, am I becoming too girly? Am I becoming too hopeful? Which sounds stupid, but that's that's just me. Like I got to get out of my own head and my lack there of emotion, I guess. I love how you brought that up because that's me too. And I, and I feel like it's, it's not just us, like it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like to, to 
I couldn't tell you when the last time I felt joy either. And it's crazy because I do get glimpses of it, I feel like. And like you said, when you when I did give birth, it was a joyous occasion, but mm-hmm. it was still kind of one of those where you're like, okay, so what's next? Yes, so now exactly. I got to take this thing home. I got to take care of it. I got to make sure I maintain. And then your responsibility comes in. I got to maintain a job. I got to maintain a stable household. I got to do this and this and this and this. And that takes that joy completely out. Like Mm -hmm. you're not just focused on the growth of the child and just enjoying that moment. Now it's kind of like, okay, now it's time for business. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time that I got to get my stuff together. And like, even when you feel those little pieces of joy, like sometimes I'll, my kids get so mad. Because they're getting so old. So I have those moments where I stare at them and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the world is is right. Like I did something right. I don't know. It just shows how powerful your mental and how powerful um, your experiences are and how they shape you. And it takes a lot of work to, you know. I think it is a lot more pattern. work. Yeah, to turn it around. And I feel exactly. like your, your mind and your brain and never forget. And it I think that's the negative. Because no matter, I saw something, it was talking about relationships, but I thought it was impactful to this conversation. It was saying how in relationships, you shouldn't talk about uh, situations or circumstances in your relationship that are unfavorable. You shouldn't share that with Mm -hmm. family and friends because it was saying how they will not forget or forgive, (laughs) but you will. And I feel that's the same way about your brain. Like your brain does not forget any situation mm-hmm. that happens. So you may feel like you're beyond the situation and that things are moving in the best direction possible. Those memory cues that just kind of spark you to think that, okay, nothing has changed, even though a whole world has changed. Exactly. But it just takes you back to square one. I don't know. I just think it's, I don't know. Maybe that's why we got so many wrinkles in our brain. It's because <laughs> it's my face. Okay. I was looking at something on Instagram and I'm going to try to see if I can find it and maybe put this clip hopefully in this uh, in this podcast that we're doing now, this episode. But he was talking about and I heard the word before, but I, I had had this conversation and I was saying how I feel like it's so much more that passes along through your DNA mm-hmm. than what you realize on the surface. Like exactly. if your DNA my DNA, your DNA is from your first ancestors passed on down through generational, through generations, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be trauma that's passed down through that as well. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So even though it may not be your trauma, kind of like what um, when we were, re- when you read the trust book, mm-hmm. how she was saying how uh, the woman was pregnant and she passed that trauma through to her fetus. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I look at that and I'm look, looking at just black people in general, how much trauma we've been through, you know, in our existence. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that kind of passing along to you? So you may not have those. It may not always be your emotions or your feelings. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It could come from somewhere else. And then I feel like it's even harder when you're the one trying to be the curse breaker. Yes. That's when I feel like you feel the most emotions. People along the ways, they didn't know any better or they're either stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to you, you get the heavy of it because you know this isn't right. 
You're trying to change it. You're battling your own perception against family members' perceptions who think you're just all off the chain. But it's not. It's like you have to understand that like some of this has to stop somewhere and you're either going to get on it or you're going to be left behind. But I don't know. That's that I feel like is very I feel like that person gets a lot of the slack, a lot of the burden and a lot of the emotion. The one person in the family that realizes, yo, we got to start doing stuff different. And I feel like how do you not resolve to the the normal, the comfortable in those exactly. situations? Like you want to be the person to make that change or to be the facilitator of or the vessel for that change and for breaking those curses. And now you have that cross the bear. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Kind of like even looking in the spiritual sense about Jesus being nailed to the cross. I mean, I don't know if everything is so literal you know, that that's what physically happened to him. But you hear the saying, that's your cross to bear. So now you're bearing this cross that you're trying to break hold or break free from because you're trying to make life better for the next generation. And it's Mm kind of crazy because like I was talking to someone and they were saying how like you, you can't have both, like you can't have it all. So like, I can't be a mom, be successful and have everything else going on. Like there's going to have to be some sort of, uh, I don't know. It's not even a balance. Like something is going to have to lack. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever heard that before? Like you can't have it all. And then in my mind, I'm like, why can't I have joy? Why can't I have success? Why can't I have all of this happiness? But if you really look at it, it it falls down to what we were just talking about. The trauma response. response. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And just, not understanding how everything works. Like your emotions are there for a reason and people discount them all the time. Mm -hmm. Like stop being so emotional. Why are you thinking so emotionally? Your emotions tell you when something is good and something is bad. Pain wouldn't be there. And it's it's a feeling. Pain is a feeling. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Some forms, it's not a physical thing. It's an actual feeling. Like even if you're cut, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then I think like in that example that you used, sometimes the trauma response can get skewed with reality. Yep. So it's just like, so again, yes, you can have it all, but in the reality, which I don't necessarily feel like there's a trauma response, reality is something's going to lack the full attention that you're giving something else. Mm-hmm. So either one day your kids are just not going to be happy with you having this busy schedule or your schedule's not going to be busy enough where you're going to be stressed about getting it busy because that's your income or whatever the case may be. So I think sometimes trauma response also gets flooded with reality. And sometimes you can end up being viewed as being negative that way. And it's like, no, like I'm just kind of being a realist. Cause a lot of the times I tell people, it's not that people don't want to take a chance or they don't want to do certain things. I was like, you can do whatever girl. That is true. But you have to look at each individual person's situation. Yep. Like, I cannot just be like, screw work. Well, for me personally, so let me talk about me. I cannot just be like, screw work. I'll figure it out. And again, me personally, that's coming from history. As a single mom, my mom would never do that. And then we all have to struggle and figure it out. Mm -hmm. That wasn't her mindset. It was like, I do what I need to do to take care of my kids. 
hopefully, you know, they grow up to be successful and do what they need to do. And then I can kind of focus on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right or bad, but it, it kind of, I mean, it does go down because that's kind of how I'm operating. I'm like, I just can't get up here and like call out of work. I'd be like, F this. Like, what are me and Aiden going to do? Like, he's not going to, you know, get what he wants to do, blah, 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 blah. Instead of just being like, you know, it'll work out. Girl. Like, I think there's trauma, <laughs> there's crazy, and then there's reality. So I agree. And that's exactly how I see it. But I can tell you, I know so many people who have taken the latter thought, like mm-hmm. you and me are the same. Like, it's no way that I can just quit my job and follow my dreams. Okay, let me stop saying that because we're careful on words right now. Mm-hmm. So I can't say there's no way. There are ways that I can do that. But it would be a battle for me to feel comfortable in that. But I know you need to get out of your comfort zone exactly. and do things that are uncomfortable in order to better your life. So what we are saying is you can do that, but it's not going to be the most comfortable and safe feeling for you. And because it doesn't feel safe and comfortable, you're going to be more deterred and detracted from doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it is possible. But I know people who have done it and who have been successful taking Mm -hmm. those leaps, quote unquote, leaps of faith. And then I know people who on my, in my mind are not successful in that. But mm-hmm. that's all in, in a, that's a, a matter of opinion because my aspect of success is not theirs. True. You know what I'm saying? So because like their success could be, I just took the leap of faith. I yep. wasn't looking for the business to blow up, but I followed my heart. Yes. So yes. different levels of, I agree, definitions of success. But on the outside, somebody's looking like, okay, dollar bill. Internally, you're looking like, nah, I at least gave it a try. Now I know yes. it didn't work for me. Yes. But it's that fear and that trauma response. And that's what I'm working on, like working on being fearless, like being Mm -hmm. more fearless. And like you said, trusting the universe and trusting God, however you see things. And that like has been like a resonated theme. And it's just so crazy to me that we're talking about this, but it has been an overwhelmingly resonating theme for me this year, like in places that I'm not even looking that is coming up. So like I look at uh, a lady named Abraham Hicks on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, but on YouTube. I don't know if you heard of the movie The Secret, but I watched it years and years and years and years ago. And it's definitely something you should look at if you haven't already okay. looked at it. So <clears throat> it's talking about the law of attraction and the power of your thoughts. So the fact that we're being more conscious of what we say and what we put out in the universe is tremendous, Right. So on it, she was saying how we pray. Like I pray in the mornings. I try to meditate in the mornings. I try to pray and meditate, do both, right? So if I'm saying I really need to be relieved of this, like I really need a new job. Let's say if that's my prayer in the morning, I need to have a career. I need to be more financially independent and dependent on myself so I can make my own schedule, have more time for my family, right? You come up with this idea. Hey, I'm going to do a yoni steam clinic, right? As soon as you face some sort of adverse reaction to that, now that fear and that doubt creeps in. Oh, can I really afford to do this if I quit my job? But everything else has been lining up. Like the universe has been delivering. 
but -hmm. you have that one shadow of doubt. Now, everything that you prayed for, now you're telling the universe and God that you don't trust them because you're not trusting yourself, Mm -hmm. that you can make it happen for yourself. And like, that's been like an internal struggle for me. And like I said, it's been showing itself a lot for me lately. So I couldn't even tell you a solution for it because like I said, it's been showing up a lot and I've been, I can't even say struggling because I don't even want to use that word, but it's been a challenge for me to try to balance that and make it make sense. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, it's that trauma response, trying to be safe and safety is it. Comfort is it. That's how we come at it. Exactly. And I don't know. And it's just like, I'm not looking for like, I'm too old to be looking for like a crutch or like, you know, help. But at the same time, there's like no, you know, there's no nest here. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't work and I put all these eggs in a basket, it's like, yo, I can end up homeless. (laughs) And it's just like, oh my God, as a lady, the same person. This is crazy. Cause like I, me and my sister, we have this conversation all the time. So, like, you heard of the Dogecoin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, me and my sister, we were walking and talking as normal. And we were just talking about how, where we grew up. We grew up in Foundation Park in Chesapeake. We grew up in the projects. We saw everything that you could think of seeing, you know? So, we know how that feels. Like, I know how it feels to be on food stamps. I know how it feels to depend on those uh, public assistance. I know how that mm-hmm. feels from direct experience. So when Dogecoin came out, my husband's like, you need to, you need to invest. It's, it's less than a penny. Da, 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 da. And he's like, you need to dump all of this money in there. Dump it in there. And I'm like, so I can end up back in Foundation Park? Now, mind you, Azalea, he's just asking me to maybe spend one to two hundred dollars he's not asking me to take my whole paycheck even though it would have been smart at the time and dump it into dogecoin Mm -hmm. he's not asking that all he's asking is that i invest in it right Mm -hmm. and i'm like what if it don't work what if i lose my two hundred dollars now i'm back in foundation park and the craziest thing is i'm losing two hundred dollars Exactly. But my mind immediately goes to now I'm back in Foundation Park. I can't afford to take care of my children. Da, 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 da. I'm never for once thinking that this is going to be successful and I could quit my job. Never. Exactly. Never crosses my mind because I'm already, like you said, in trauma. And I follow this guy. Can't think of his name, but the gym that he runs is called the Inception Gym. And he was saying how we are beyond fight, fight or flight. Like that's how we live our day to day. That's how we live our day to day. So he was just saying how important it is to meditate, how important it is to like let your brain and your mind relax. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We've been on fight, fight, fight our whole lives. Exactly. And the fact that I'm thinking that no matter what it is, if I take this risk financially, I'm going to be back in Foundation Park. That's where I'm I'm at with it, you know? And then it's kind of like they beat our heads on the Tyler Perry's and the Steve Harvey's and how they went from living in in their vehicles to being successful. I can't live in my vehicle. Like, I don't want to have to go there. I say can't. I can't say I can't. But I don't want that to be how I become successful. 
And see, I think that all just depends. And then some people would argue it and say, well, do you want it that bad enough? And Mm -hmm. again, I still go back to like reality. And I think, and I, again, this is just for me, because again, it's tons of people that have done it with children. Yep. But I'm just big on if I don't have to subject my child to struggle, and again, struggles perception too, mm-hmm. why why even do that? You know what I'm saying? If they, because even with us, like I was talking to Amanda recently, I was like, well, perception was, you know, we had a good childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, didn't want for anything, like hung out with friends, had a good time, like reminisce, have nothing but great memories. But the reality of it was the struggle behind it. I'm sure yep. all the tears we didn't see. Like, and again, if that's, and I don't know if that's a gift or a curse. Like, am I really, you know, I'm creating this great lifestyle or what I think is a great, decent, calm, peaceful lifestyle for my son. Is that really a gift to him? Because when reality hits, you know, how are you going to take it? And then, like, should we struggle in a car so that we can actually live reality where it is peaceful and we're not stressed about bills? Or should we just keep this perception and continue to, like, make it? So I'm with you. And that's the crazy thing. And it's like, that's the balance of it all. And how do you balance it all where exactly? And that's for me, that's where I struggle because I have to take comfortable risk. I'm not saying I'm not going to take risk. I'm not like the biggest risk taker, but Mm -hmm. I have to do it in a way that's comfortable because of that trauma response. Like I don't want to have to live in my car with my kids and have that to be their story. Because although some people come out successful from that, Skid Row is an example mm-hmm. of how you can come out of that not successful. And I don't want to take the chance. And I'm not saying anything bad about the people in Skid Row at all. Because I appreciate people who can take those chances. Yeah, exactly. I respect them. But it's just, I don't want that to be my reality. Like, I don't want to go out to California to become an actress and end up there. And I'm, I'm not saying that they did that intentionally because nobody goes into anything in order to fail. Like, that's not exactly. the goal, you know? So, and that's what the recovery aspect of things. Like, I feel like I'm resilient. And like, on the surface level, even though we came from where we came from, we enjoyed our childhood. I can exactly. tell you that. Like, a lot of our memories, like you said, are wonderful memories, no matter where we came from you know, it was still wonderful memories. And like you said, the struggle behind it was hard. We didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't. And I think that's the brilliance sometimes of parents. Yes. Like, I mean, it, it, it plays a big burden on them, but just how brilliant, and I'm gonna say moms, because we have moms. Yeah. Like the brilliance of mothers and the, the no clue that you have of what's going on and the hustle and bustle that's done to like make it is like phenomenal. And, and I they think, had trauma too. Yeah. And I think maybe if again there were just different examples, like maybe they could have taken risks too. Yep. But it all goes by like what you know. So I think that's the importance. I think this generation, which is good and bad, um, they're willing to take the risk. They're yes. willing to sleep with like 
five people in a studio apartment to pursue their dreams and their goals. And that actually is amazing. It's inspiring to yes. us um, because it's things we wish we could have done, things we wish we, you know, had taken the chance to try. Mm-hmm. So I actually applaud them on that. There's other things, y'all generation, just to let y'all know, y'all ain't doing right. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm definitely going to give y'all credit for nothing stops y'all. And I, and I, at all. That. exactly. And they're so innovative. Yeah. So like you think, when we came from the generation of go to college and this was our parents trauma response go to college so you can get a good job that was it you know what I'm saying yep. you have to go to college or go in the military you gotta do something because you ain't gonna be just staying in my house without Ooh. anything right those are my mom's exact words exactly so but when we look at this generation they think so wonderfully outside of the box Mm-hmm. Like I knew from my college experience that that wouldn't be the stress I would put on any of my kids. If they decide they want to go to college, we're going to help support them by doing what we can to help pay for college. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing now with my daughter. She wants to be a doctor though. My son, he went to school for HVAC technician and he's about to graduate. Oh, in like th- two weeks. So he doesn't have the desire really to go to college. So he has to go to TCC just to finish up everything he needs for his HVAC certification, even though he has a certification, but they have like levels to it. Yeah. So he has to go to TCC and that's fine with us too. And if my baby son starts something, cause he's on this YouTube kick, just like this whole generation and TikTokers Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. If he decides that college is not for him and he could be successful outside of it, I'm good with that. Exactly. Because they are thinking so far outside of the norm. Exactly. That is, you have to respect it. You know, like with us, we did everything how we were told. A, B, C, D. So taking that chance and just jumping the Z and jumping out the window with it is not something that we're going to be as comfortable as doing. You know, and I don't think we knew like other options. Like this generation has tons of other options. There were probably some back where we were, but how we, like you, you said, we were it. raised, we didn't know. Yeah, exactly. And just you have to respect it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So hopefully that means we're clearing those generational curses and trauma. Girl. Family man. by family by family. And they are enjoying life before exactly. I go. Before I go, food for thought. <laughs> we talk about how you can't have it all. They are a prime example of that being a lie. Yeah. That is a total lie. And I'm not saying everything you see on social media is true. We know that it's not. Or legal. We know it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we know that some of these people are not necessarily going on these private jets and going on all of these vacations but we do know this generation is risk takers and they're some of them are really doing what they say they're doing Mm -hmm. and you have to respect it and I want to be on that level like I want to be in a position where I can travel enjoy life kill these generational curses put my kids in the best position possible and that's having it all to me it may not be having it all to everybody else though And I think that's, like you said, food for thought, what it boils down to, like enjoying life. Like this ain't a trial run. Mm -mm. Um, We don't get to do it again, at least in like this form. Um, 
So it's just like, why be stressed about certain things? Like, yes, I'm going to go back to play it safe. But at the same time, like, it all goes back to priority. Like you said, what you consider enjoying life and just make sure that you're tapping into that. Some of these things are always going to be here, bills, problems, family. But I think at the end of the day, it's about honesty. I had a good time. At least that's where I'm at. I yep. just want to say, you know, I had a good time, not to the point where like I'm piss poor or, you know, struggle bus. But if I'm happy, if my son can recall like a moment that's like, yo, I really enjoyed that. Like when we did that. And sometimes that comes with the dollar sign. Sometimes it doesn't. Exactly. It's just about finding your resources, stepping outside the box, stepping outside your mind and like really enjoying the fruits of your labor, whatever that could be. So agreed. You do have to shake that comfort zone. You do. You have to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, but not to the point where it causes you anxiety and stress. And I think that's the the kicker because then you're just making it worse for yourself. True. And then that's when fear does paralyze you. Yep. And out. Wow, this was fun, Pasha. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wow, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll continue to give you, you know, episodes here and there. Thanks for sticking with us. Again, you can listen to us on Spotify and Anchor and follow our Instagram, Vibrant Vernacular, and feel free to comment positive things because we will block your ass. Yeah. Other than that. Send us suggestions for conversations. Yes. That would be great. Exactly. Please. Um, But other than that, you guys have a great week. Thank you. Bye.